weekend is here, and we're ready to put a smile on after a pretty rough week across the southeast from deadly tornadoes in Tennessee and fears over the coronavirus spreading. We've got information on that. Another state that is feeling the impact of the, what is it, the CO something, 19 technically, but often called coronavirus. Well, out of all that here, COVID-19 is what I was trying to think of. Yes, sorry about that. I didn't get my degree in communicable diseases when I was a little feller. On today's Y'all Show, we do have headlines from across the Southeast that we'll get to. We'll also let you know about a U.S. Senator from Oklahoma announcing that he's going to be re-entering the campaign for his Senate seat, as we'll let you know about that. Also, Dixie Chicks News coming your way here in our headlines across the southeast also in this first hour of today's program that does cover everything southern we've got our college sports spotlight college basketball's last day for most conferences of the regular season will be saturday we've also got a look at all of the conference tournaments going on in the favored teams according to some of the pundits there's a ton of college basketball conferences. Some of those conferences even crowned their tournament champion this weekend. And we'll walk through all of that, plus give you the women's tournament going on for the SEC and more. All that as part of our college sports spotlight. Also, some football news. And we'll let you know the college baseball top 25 teams in action this weekend. All that here in just a few minutes. And then as we wrap up this hour, it's I-C-Y-M-I, in case y'all missed it. And Lee Greenwood was kind enough to come on our show on Wednesday. And this great country music singer with seven number one hits and 20 top 10 hits is going to be on to talk about great songs like God Bless the USA, what he does when he's not on the stage, how he gets involved with politics to some degree. Our conversation with Lee Greenwood coming up later this hour. When we get to hour two of today's Y'all Show, today is an important day in at least one state's history here in the Southeast, and arguably a pretty important day for the entire country, as it was on this day back in 1836 that the Alamo fell there in San Antonio. And to mark the Alamo anniversary, we're going to go back to the early 1960s and hear Johnny Cash's take of Remember the Alamo, a song from his Ring of Fire Hits collection. And we'll be playing that as a salute to all you Texans out there. Also this week, Texans had their Independence Day. I'll let you know what exactly that is. If you weren't in Texas, you may not know exactly what that is. If you were in Texas, this is getting to be a little bit more of a bigger deal in Texas as it's a big week here, the Independence Day, as well as the fall of the Alamo on this very day back in 1836. All that is part of our Friday Free For Y'all, getting the weekend going in the right direction celebration to start Hour 2. We have hashtag hullabaloo coming your way. Some important information to pass along, how you can help those out in Middle Tennessee who've been affected by the tornado and the outbreak there of tornadoes this week. And as we wrap up today's y'all show, we'll have our look at the brand new films hitting the box office this weekend. Some golf news, some racing news, as well as XFL, the lineup there for this fifth weekend of that new startup sport. All that on today's Y'all Show. To connect, and we certainly want you to connect to us, this is your show, or should I say, this is y'all's show, 803-816-1170. Call or text anytime. Operator standing by 247-365-803-816-1170. Call or text. You also can go to our website, y'all.com. We've got a great little contact us there. If you want to reach out to us via our email, or perhaps you want to call us there, 
That's at y'all.com. The ultimate guide to the South is y'all.com. And we have great radio stations that carry the show each and every day. Thank you for that. Also, if you want to catch us on demand, we have some podcast options out here to, to pass along. And those include the Apple Podcast, the iHeartRadio app, and the TuneIn app, all free of charge. All you got to do is get it added to your smartphone or your iPad. And every time you feel like getting your y'all on, you just push that button of that app and look for the y'all show search for it y apostrophe a l l space s h o w and you'll find it and just add it and the show will automatically come to your phone and or your ipad you don't even have to go looking for it as soon as we post it it comes right to you and you can listen to it when you're doing your chores around the house a lot of you're gonna have to start cutting grass pretty soon Yes, we're in March. In fact, it's spring forward this weekend. A little reminder about that comes Sunday. And a lot of you also like to work out now that it's getting maybe a little bit warmer across the southeast. And when you go working out, running that 20 miles that you do every day, when you're doing that, you can listen to the Y'all Show and catch up with everything going on in the south. Well, let's look at the headlines as we scan the region here to start out this end of the week fun. And in North Carolina, they're now reporting their first coronavirus case. And this case there in North Carolina has ties to the Washington State Nursing Home. My goodness, COVID-19 has been a major problem in Washington State. And now in North Carolina, there's a tie back to that Washington State Nursing Home where you've seen several people die. The North Carolina State Laboratory of Public Health confirmed that the presumpted positive finding but they, the final results coming from CDC are pending, and the patient from Wake County, North Carolina, traveled to the state of Washington and was exposed at a long-term care facility where there is currently a COVID-19 outbreak, according to, again, the North Carolina State Laboratory of Public Health. As the connection between the patient, who evidently is doing well and is in isolation home, and the nursing home, that connection is still kind of unclear at this point. And now we've seen COVID-19 spread to every continent except Antarctica in the whole world. Oddly enough, Russia, as massive as that country is, I think there's only one case reported there in Russia. Other countries have, for example, total confirmed cases were right at 100,000, according to Johns Hopkins out of, out of Baltimore, and China, of course, with about 80,000 coronavirus out patients there. South Korea, 6,000. Iran, 3,500. Italy, just over 3,000. And as you come down, the U.S., as of, I think, yesterday, 162 cases confirmed. And as, as I said, there's some areas. Most of Africa does not have problems with this virus, and almost all of Russia has zero traces of coronavirus even canada is pretty low with their coronavirus outbreak i I think they've got some out around vancouver but here in america unfortunately we've got a couple hundred at this point almost 200 and that number likely to keep on going as we try to contain it as much as possible now in tennessee after already dealing with a tornado outbreak here this week Governor Bill Lee had to announce that the Volunteer State has its first confirmed case as someone from Williamson County tested positive, a man there, and he's being currently isolated at a home with mild symptoms. 
Now, this man from Williamson County, where Franklin and Brentwood located south of Nashville, he traveled out of Tennessee recently. He traveled out of state, but he did not leave the country, and he returned four or five days ago. Governor Lee of Tennessee has activated a task force to coordinate Tennessee's efforts to prevent and treat the coronavirus. The move comes after Tennessee's top officials recently warned that Tennessee will likely soon see its cases, its first cases of COVID-19. And to date, no one in Tennessee has tested positive up, up, up until this guy for the virus. But right now, it's a little bit scary, especially in the Nashville suburb of Williamson County and even Nashville proper because this guy tested positive and he did not have a connection to traveling, at least out of the country, only out of the state. And people on edge in Tennessee, as well as North Carolina, Georgia, had some cases here as this thing slowly, unfortunately, spreading. Now, also out of Tennessee this week, we've got an update on the deadly tornadoes that claimed the lives of at least 25 souls in Middle Tennessee around Nashville, Putnam County, where Cookville is, really hit hard with 18 people confirmed dead in the tornadic outbreak of Tuesday morning. Now, Thursday evening, and I'm kind of proud of these two former employers of mine. Channel 4 in Nashville, WSMV, the NBC affiliate in Nashville, they partnered with another former employer of mine, CMT, and they had a Red Cross telethon on Thursday. And this was all part of what they call Rebuilding Tennessee as a local anchor there, Lauren Lowry, and she was joined by CMT host Cody Allen as they had a kind of a telethon going from 4 to 7 o'clock Nashville time to raise money. Volunteers from every level of the country music industry helped man the phone bank there, taking calls and donations for the American Red Cross and the Southern Tornadoes and Floods Fund. And I don't have an amount raised, but a great job there for CMT to take away from the national programming they had scheduled and held this telethon fundraiser for tornado relief in middle tennessee rebuilding tennessee job well done there from the offices of cmt in downtown nashville good job channel 4 wsmv and country music television which doesn't have a lot of country music and i've been picking on them lately but for this case out here trying to help out the community good job cmt now if you want to help out If you're not able, if you didn't tune in to the telethon on Thursday, the American Red Cross, they're certainly helping out a big-time effort in Middle Tennessee. They've got some shelters they've set up, and they need money to help keep these things going. They've got a shelter in Nashville at Centennial Sportsplex, also at East Nashville High School in Cookville, which really had a horrible time there on Tuesday at the First Baptist Church on Walnut Avenue in Putnam County in Cookville there, the county seat. They've got a shelter set up there. Now, the following are some resources provided by the Tennessee Emergency Management Agency as information for tornado survivals is a, for, for sur- survivors of the tornado available at TEMA's Tornado and Severe Weather Response webpage. And that is air. They can go to their webpage and find. Also, if you need help removing debris, there's a number for Middle Tennesseans to call 1 800 451 1954. And you can get help that way if you need somebody to come out and help clean your debris. Now, to get help on filing insurance claims or to hire contractors and also to report misconduct, 
with the Tennessee Department of Commerce and Insurance. Their website is tn.govcommerce. And also, they're welcoming donations. To donate by check, you can make your check out to the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee and note the fund name in the memo line, and that fund name would be the Middle Tennessee Tornadoes. The address for that is the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee at P.O. Box 440225 in Nashville, zip code 37244. Again, check made payable to the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee to help raise money to donate by check. You can send this to the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee. Post Office Box 440225, six digits there, 440225, in Nashville, TN, zip code 37244. The Community Resource Center is asking for donations of bleach, trash bags, gloves, and also box cutters, and you can help them out with that. Samaritan's Purse out of Boone, North Carolina, the Franklin Graham Organization. Volunteer teams are helping to assist homeowners with clearing trees and debris from yards and homes, also placing tarps on damaged roofs. You can sign up to volunteer with Samaritan's Purse. Go to their website. Also got to give a shout out to some of the professional teams. I know the Tennessee Titans, the Nashville Predators have all kind of come out and raised money. I think one of those donated a million dollars here this week, helping out their fellow Tennesseans there in this awful tragedy from Tuesday of this week. Now, Loretta Lynn, she lives out west of Nashville, just off of Interstate 40 near the Tennessee River. And there in Hurricane Mills is where you'll find her dude ranch and such. And Loretta is offering support to the tornado victims of Middle Tennessee as she's going to be giving discounts at her ranch there in the western portion of Middle Tennessee. And the country music legend said that her ranch there in Hurricane Mills, which is about an hour west of Nashville, having these discounts to those who are in need of help. As, she, as the 87-year-old country music legend said that my ranch is offering discounted lodging and campground spaces for those who have lost their homes and need somewhere to go. If we all pull together, we'll all make it. That from Loretta Lynn. As she also put out an Instagram message saying, I'm still getting lots of chatter about my thoughts last week on the state of country music. I've loved hearing from all my fans and so many of other artists. Let's keep it country, y'all. Well, that's a good point, but Loretta, you're also getting out here and helping out the middle Tennesseans this week. As she said, my heart breaks for everyone who lost loved ones and those that lost their homes in the tornado this week. One thing I know for sure is that Nashville will rebuild and be stronger and better. I also know that if we all pitch in and help one another and, and we'll all take care of each other. She also put out on her pretty active Loretta Lynn official on Instagram, picture her riding a cub cadet it looks like lawnmower from many many decades ago a throwback thursday there she's up there riding in hurricane mills and her her great little ranch there that she and her late husband do had there in the western edge of i'm I'm trying to think what county that's in i I better not take a guess might be uh, i better leave that alone there's a couple of counties i'll come right together there like weekly county i think might be where this is yes but unfortunately again got a lot of people affected by the middle tennessee tornadoes and loretta lynn among lots of other country music artists doing her part 
to help out now to the other tragedy taking place i wish we had better news to wrap up this y'all show this week but we don't and the coronavirus spreading as we said a few minutes ago it's really really taking place and and having instances of this thing pop up in states like tennessee north carolina georgia florida's had some and we now know that more than 120 passengers from that cruise ship where a lot of these cases originally came from here in this country with coronavirus the diamond princes 120 passengers from that cruise ship were released from the quarantine on tuesday in san antonio and that came a day after san antonio leaders declared a public health emergency and actually sought to delay the process so more patient testing could be done as san antonio officials needed the additional assurances that none of the patients on that cruise ship were positive for the new coronavirus after a woman was mistakenly released from quarantine over the weekend despite a positive test for the illness. Earlier this week, Mayor Ron Nirenberg of San Antonio said only passengers who were symptom-free for the entire 14-day quarantine period should have been released on Tuesday. He also said no one would be released if test results were pending. But San Antonio on edge and this quarantine hopefully worked out for those more than 120 passengers from the diamond princess who were sent to the san antonio area to to quarantine for 14 days i finally good job fox finally on fox news channels laura ingram the ingram angle i think is what it's called on wednesday evening she interviewed a person who was in quarantine in nebraska at the hospital there that's been treating some of these cases and that was the first interview that i've seen of someone who's actually got it or has had coronavirus and this guy essentially i think he was from california but being quarantined there and he may have come from that same cruise ship he acted like it wasn't that big of a deal in fact his wife also had had it and she had already been released and was out in the public but he still had some signs therefore he was still being quarantined but he kind of likened it to a mild cold. However, he did say that at one point his temperature was up to 103 degrees. That's a little scary as this thing really does affect the elderly and those who already have other issues going on with their health. But this guy seemed like it wasn't the world's worst problem. And I also, I think it was on Wednesday, there was some back and forth going on between some of the people in the Trump administration and the Obama administration, and they mentioned the the swine flu, which I had another name. I forgot what it's already been called. The, 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 I had that. Did y'all ever have the swine flu? It wasn't the world's worst thing, but boy, when you first got it, it, it was rough. I remember it hit me out of nowhere, and I just happened to be at my office getting ready to go home, and I just started shivering. And I couldn't stop shivering, but I had to get home. So I drove and I don't know why I did this. This was not, not safe. I was shivering so much from the swine flu that it, it was really, really a, 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 not a wise decision. I had to go slow. I could barely keep the car going. Luckily, I only had to drive about two miles to get home. But that's my experience with the swine flu. And I got past that, but... The swine flu, don't quote me on this, but I think I saw somewhere that that thing back in the 2009 time period and the fall of 2009, it killed about 100,000 people. 
I guess I should look it up real quick while we have a chance. Isn't Google a great thing? Swine flu, 2009. Let's see, 2009 swine flu, the H1N1. That was what it was. The 2009 flu pandemic. And here in this country, we had a lot of people have it. And yes, I remember, I, I remember it was pretty tough. I mean, I've had worse illnesses for sure, but the H1N1 of 2009 was pretty brutal if you got it. And I'm sure a lot of you did. And I think it's pretty similar to what's going on now with coronavirus as we have had that issue certainly get front and center with what's going on with our country right now. The H1N1 virus here in the country, the reported cases, 115,000, the confirmed deaths, okay, the confirmed cases in America, 115,000, the deaths from the flu pandemic, the swine flu of that year, 2009, was right around 3,400. Here in the South, 19 in Alabama died. Arkansas, 32. You had Florida with 230 deaths. Georgia, 81. Kentucky, 38. Louisiana, 52. Maryland, 45. Mississippi, 26. And I was nearly one of those, at least when it first started. And let's see. North Carolina, 167 deaths from the swine flu of 2009. Oklahoma had 44, South Carolina with 49, Tennessee 57 deaths back in 2009, Texas 231, Virginia 37, and West Virginia 22 cases. So every state had deaths from the 2009 flu pandemic then called the swine flu, a.k.a. H1N1, and Honestly, most of you probably like me have kind of forgot about that thing, but it was rough. And again, we had several thousand people here die from that. We hope that doesn't happen with this coronavirus, but right now it looks looks like we might have a repeat, maybe worse. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully we're all over this thing, but bringing it, bringing it to a halt here pretty soon. Now to the world of politics in Oklahoma, the senator from that state, Jim Inhofe, has announced that he's going to run for another term of the U.S. Senate. The 85-year-old senator serves as the chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee, and he's been serving that role since John McCain passed away. And, of course, he's a big proponent of President Donald Trump. He's been in the U.S. Senate since 1994. Before that, he was in the House of Representatives. He was also the mayor of Tulsa at one point and in the state legislature. As the final filing period for this office begins in April, But right now, it looks like Oklahomans will have a chance to go back to the polls here and have Senator Inhofe back in Congress, back in the Senate. The 85-year-old senator, he's got to be one of the oldest senators in there now. And if he gets another term, he'll be in his 90s when he's still serving. That's not much, though. If you remember back to a guy named Strom Thurmond, he was 100 years old and still serving when he kind of left office. Did he leave office? He died in office, I assume. Uh, kind of confusing there. He he always wanted to be 100, and Strom Thurmond made it to 100, and then he was dead w- within a couple of weeks, I think. And that was a, a big story around 2000, I think, was the year for that. A civil rights physician's legacy from Mississippi is going to be 
a big part of the maritime fleet as a kill-laying ceremony was held this week to recognize the construction start of the research vessel Gilbert R. Mason, which is named after Dr. Gilbert R. Mason, and this is being built in Homa, Louisiana. Now, Mr. Dr. Mason, he died back in 2006. He filed a lawsuit in Mississippi that led to Biloxi's public schools becoming the first ones in the state to integrate. He also helped to desegregate the beaches of Biloxi. And now this research vessel is going to be honoring him. A kill-laying ceremony held this week in Homa, Louisiana. And this is a $106 million vessel that's 200 feet long and will accommodate a crew of 29 to sea for 21 days. The ship will dock at the Homa Navigation Canal or in Gulfport, Mississippi, depending on which institution is using it. But this kill-laying ceremony is one of four events that celebrates a ship's life. Next will be a launch ceremony that's going to be coming at some point. The RV Gilbert R. Mason is scheduled for completion in 2023, but building it right now in not Mississippi, but over in Homa in Louisiana. And now some music news as we wrap up this portion of our y'all show with our headlines, our scanning of the South. The Dixie Chicks, that's a name you might not have heard in a while. And they had great songs like Long Time Gone and Ready to Run and more. And it looks like they're going to be coming out with some new music. They've announced a brand new album and they've put out a new music video that just came out this week. And this anthem that they got out is called Gaslighter as it has the voices of Marty McGuire, Emily Robinson, and Natalie Maines featured there, the female trio out of Texas as this new album is out. The record, the band's first studio album since the Grammy-winning Taking the Long Way came out in 2006, is titled Gaslighter, and it's set to be released on Columbia Records May 1st. It was co-produced by singer-songwriter, record producer Jack Antonoff, And you can go to their website to pre-order the band's fifth studio album, Gaslighter, coming out soon. I wonder with that name, if it has some kind of connection to our president. Remember, it was in the 2004 or 5 time period, somewhere like that, that the Dixie Chicks really kind of fell from grace with all the country music fans because they, in Great Britain, called out President George W. Bush and said that, they were embarrassed or something along those lines that he also was from Texas and there was calls to boycott their music across country music radio. And it really hurt them. It really cost them. I won't say their career, but they never had that kind of success going forward. And they were about the hottest item going in country music and arguably all music forms somewhere around the 2000, 2001 time period. Maybe this new music, they've learned a lesson and they, won't try to get be to be so political there coming out of Texas. I think they live in the Austin area. I remember seeing them in person before they had Natalie Maines as part of it, and the Dixie Chicks were more of a Western swing type act with the two sisters and another person. Going back in the day, talking some music here on the Y'all Show. Hey, we're going to go back to college basketball in the next segment. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about this weekend's final regular season for most of your Power 5 college basketball conferences. Also, we'll talk a little tournament. We've got some, some actual tournament championships taking place this weekend in college basketball. Some football news from the NCAA, and we'll even take a look at the top 25 matchups on the Diamond. College baseball's fourth weekend is this weekend. All that's coming up as part of our college sports spectacular, and that's coming up next. 
Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Deep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Spring is almost here. Remember, we're kind of going forward in time here Sunday as we spring forward early on Sunday. Now, as we start out our look at the college sports scene across the southeast, we're going to talk about the ruse, the ruse of UMKC, University of Missouri, Kansas City, as the basketball team for UMKC in the news. We don't often talk about this whack team. However, they've canceled their trip to Seattle this week as they were supposed to play a road game at Seattle University, I think, and they've decided that they're not going to travel and play that game. Also a game, another team, I think, in that same part of the world, Chicago State, already canceled a road game at Seattle and Utah Valley here this week as the WAC Conference having to deal with this coronavirus, specifically what's happening in Washington State. Now, more on UMKC. This is a research institution there in Kansas City, founded in 1933, and I love the history. This school has its roots in the Lincoln and Lee University movement put forth by the Methodist Church back in the 1920s. Now, this proposed university was to be named in honor of Abraham Lincoln and Robert E. Lee, and it was supposed to be built on the Missouri-Kansas border at 75th and State Line Road. 
where a battle, the largest battle west of the Mississippi River during the American Civil War took place, the Battle of Westport. And the centerpiece of the school was to be a national memorial marking the tomb of an unknown Union soldier and an unknown Confederate soldier. Proponents of the school said it would be a location where North met South and East met West. The Methodist interest, it reflected the church's important role in the development of the Kansas City area through the Shawnee Methodist Mission, which was the second capital of Kansas. Unfortunately for historians, this didn't quite turn out to be that way. The school ended up being called, the school was to be called Lincoln and Lee, the University of Kansas City, and ended up being just the University of Kansas City. Now we know it as the University of Missouri, Kansas City, UMKC, and they have athletic teams there in this huge city right on that Kansas border. And I want to tell you some of the alums that have come out of UMKC if you don't mind, where they have this team, the Ruse, with the mascot Casey Kangaroo, originally drawn by the Walt Disney Company. The colors of old gold and royal blue are what the Ruse of UMKC have. And I'm trying to find out some of their famous alumni. Uh, band for the, the band tool, their drummer, Danny Carey, came out of this school. Also, let's see, I'm trying to, I, I see a lot of names I don't recognize. Mm, maybe they're not doing too good on the alumni standpoint. Uh, Senator Rick Scott out of Florida. How about that? He is an alumnus of UMKC. So there, there you have it. That's good enough right there. Yes. Go Ruse. And they're not going to be playing this weekend. Now, who is playing? The games of note coming up on Saturday in the top 25 featuring our Southern teams. The Auburn Tigers and Tennessee get together at Thompson Bowling. This is your early game on ESPN2. Baylor ranked four in the country right now. They got a tough game up at WVU Coliseum as the Mountaineers host Baylor. Kentucky and Florida get together in Gainesville Saturday afternoon. Also, Texas Tech hosts number one Kansas. This could be an upset there at United Supermarkets Arena there in Lubbock. Louisville, they have a chance to capture the ACC if they can win at Virginia on Saturday afternoon. This at John Paul Jones arena bc will be taking on fsu at donald l tucker center fsu also with a chance to have some kind of claim to the acc title tobacco roads north carolina tar hills will be going over to cameron indoor where duke awaits this is the espn late afternoon broadcast and gw we don't talk about them a lot the colonials out of our nation's capital they'll be on the road at number three dayton on this final day of college basketball's regular season and that's what's going on there. Now, let's tell you a little bit about conference basketball tournaments as they actually start here this weekend. The first tournament to actually have a championship game will be the Mountain West as on Saturday afternoon they'll crown a champion. Now, the San Diego State Aztecs are likely to emerge. This is the team that's had an incredible season. They should come out. Now, as far as teams from the South and conferences that have Southern teams, the OVC They've got their championship also on Saturday in Evansville, Indiana. And right now, Murray State, Belmont, Austin P all have a chance to win that. That that could go to any of those teams. They all have had pretty good seasons on the hard court. The Big South has its championship game on Sunday as teams like Winthrop and Radford compete for that. Then you have the Atlantic Sun Conference. The Liberty Flames expected to do well when they have their championship game on Sunday 
And then when we get to Monday, the Southern Conference has its conference tournament there in Asheville, North Carolina. ETSU, the Bucks out of Johnson City, expected to win that conference, a game televised on ESPN Monday evening. Also on Tuesday, the Colonial Conference has its championship game in Washington, D.C. Teams like the College of Charleston and William & Mary competing for that conference tournament championship. Then we get to Monday a little bit later, you've got the Horizon League. And then when we get back into featuring our Southern teams, you got the, let's see, the MEAC Conference. Yes, they've got their tournament on March 14th, and that's going to be televised on ESPN2. The Big 12 will be having their conference championship game, and that'll be next Saturday in Kansas City as Baylor walks in there, and Kansas also walks in there trying to win that tournament championship. Also on Saturday, the 14th of March, the SWAC Conference has its championship game in Birmingham on Saturday evening of the 14th. Then you've got the ACC with its Greensboro championship game late on Saturday evening. That's going to be televised on ESPN. CUSA has its championship also on the 14th from Frisco, Texas. The Southland Conference, SFA, the Lumberjacks have had a wonderful season. They'll be in Katy, Texas, trying to win that tournament championship on the 14th. And then we get to, like I said, there's like 30 different conferences that play college basketball. So I'm having to sift through here. And the SEC will be on Sunday, the 15th of March. Uh, ESPN will have this tournament championship from Music City early on that Sunday. The Sunbelt Conference is in New Orleans for their conference championship, and it'll be on the Sunday the 15th as well. The American Conference has its its tournament championship in Fort Worth, March 15th the day for that. And then because Maryland's had a good season, they are the only Southern team in the Big Ten. Their championship is March 15th. That game will be televised on CBS. And so there you have it. The 32 different conferences featuring college basketball. I tried to highlight the Southern teams that will be having tournament championships here in the next week to two weeks. One story out of college football to pass along after Scott Cochran took off from Alabama. To, he had been the strength and conditioning coach for many years there for Nick Saban. He took off to take on a special teams coordinator role for the University of Georgia. And Coach Saban has tabbed David Ballou out of the Indiana Hoosiers program to come to Tuscaloosa and serve as the Tide's strength and conditioning coach. Also announced Alabama is going to hire Dr. Matt Ray as Alabama's director of performance science. And that's some college football transactions going on here. Now to the college baseball scene for this fourth weekend of that season. This weekend, some of the top 25 games going on featuring Southern teams. NC State and Virginia start their ACC play against each other this weekend. FSU and Duke, they've got a top 12 matchup. FSU ranked 11, Duke 12. The Georgia Bulldogs welcome in the Minutemen of UMass this weekend. Tennessee ranked number 20. Wright State is their opponent this weekend. The Ivy League's Princeton Tigers will be there in Swayze Field in Oxford, where the Mississippi Landsharks have a series against them. Arkansas and South Alabama play. Auburn and Chicago State have a series. Oklahoma host San Diego State. Texas Tech and Rice get together. Dallas Baptist, they're in the top 25. Oral Roberts is their opponent this weekend. Mississippi State and Quinnipiac get together for a series. South Florida will be in Gainesville taking on the Florida Gators, ranked number one in the country, by the way. 
Louisville and Wake Forest have an ACC series. Louisville, number three in the land. TCU and UCLA, those two teams will be playing in the Southern California College Baseball Classic out in L.A. LSU has UMass Lowell this weekend. The number two Vanderbilt Commodores will also be out there at that same classic in Los Angeles. They're going to take on USC, among other schools. Then you have, also from the South, UCF. The Knights host Butler this weekend. The number 23 Tulane Green Wave will be taking on the Southern Jaguars. Miami's got an ACC series against the Pitt Panthers. And that's what's going on with your top 25 college baseball teams here this weekend. Well, that wraps up our college sports spotlight. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to quickly take you back and visit our Wednesday show where Lee Greenwood was our special guest. It's our ICYMI, and it's coming up next. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Final segment of this first hour, our 399th Y'all Show. That's right. Join us on Monday. It'll be our 400th episode. We're going to have a great time. Special guest Rick Revel will be on with his unique take on history, music, and writing a book. All that will be part of our 400th episode Monday. But right now, we had one heck of an episode on Wednesday. Lee Greenwood, the country music icon and American Patriot was our special guest. And here's a portion of our great interview with the Californian-turned-Tennessean Lee Greenwood. It's part of our ICYMI, in case y'all missed it. I'm so grateful that 
somebody like Garth came along and introduced uh, country music to Europe. I mean, he's the first one that really broke it and called uh, what we produce here in Nashville, Tennessee, country music rather than country and western. <laughs> because there had to be a switch. There had to be somebody begin to know the difference. Um, so thanks to Garth for that. Such a great entertainer. And of course, he really represents... Um, Oklahoma well with his you know his slang and, and how he and he acts but he's a, he's a wonderful person him and Trisha both are just the, the super people and, and you want success for people like that but if you look back at our at our albums you know the success we had a song you did not mention that broke us at the very first time before Ring on Her Finger was It Turns Me Inside Out and that record written by Jan Crutchfield who was my producer's brother both from Paducah, Kentucky uh, gave me three hits, Inside Out, Going, Going, Gone, and She's Lying. She's Lying was like my favorite of the three, even though Inside Out was a monster record for us. It was 22 weeks on the charts, and it lost its bullet four times, and that had never been done before. Well, again, you've had so many songs, it's hard to keep track. And I made a boo-boo. Lee Greenwood, yes, you have had seven number one hits, and we hope you still have a whole bunch more coming your our way. But you have had 20 top 10 singles in your very, very long career. And I, yeah, I think I, I may have blessed with a lot of great music. If I didn't write it myself, you know, we, we were careful to choose records that uh, complemented what I do. There were two or three songs along the way that when I was touring with Alabama, particularly, we had a song called Touch and Go Crazy, which is a little bit on the fringe of country. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a radio station in Phoenix that would not play it at, or it would have went to number one. Um, and then we had Streamline, which was also kind of a, a variance. But I always considered myself, if, if you're going to see the genre of country music and how wide of expanse it is now, I consider myself kind of like the James Taylor of country, because I, I, I'm on the contemporary side. I'm a musician first and a singer second and a writer third. So my, my approach was always how I was raised, and that was with jazz, rhythm and blues and rock. So not necessarily country music. It wasn't until I heard Ray Charles' album, uh, Ray Charles sang C&W, and he sang Georgia on my mind. The first time I said, oh my gosh, <laughs> if that's the kind of music they make there, I can certainly go there and make this happen. But it wasn't until then. Well, we're glad that you went to Nashville. And like you said, you ultimately lassoed Kimberly, your Miss Tennessee. And yes, you sir. had that long marriage and a couple of boys that have come out of that. And you're not slowing down. You're still singing. You're still going all over the country. In fact, just the other day, you premiered something on Sirius XM, a live performance there on Sirius Channel 58. or fifty, Yeah, 58. That's prime country. And that's probably going to repeat throughout the next couple of weeks. Tell me about that live performance there on Sirius XM. Well, that was kind of fun because this is called our Super Hits Tour. And we'll do over 100 days this year with my band and I. Uh, just making sure we go back and grab some of the songs that made us famous on radio. Um, and, and it was kind of cool singing some of those on XM because I, I had a, a deluge of, uh, of people calling in and, and te- people who know me and, and send me texts and they, they had heard the, um, the, the uh, XM radio show on Prime Country on their radio in their car. And so you get people kind of texting along and I hope you're not texting while you're driving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, again, it's great to hear you anytime, but if you have a chance to hear Lee Greenwood live, I would definitely take anybody up on that suggestion to do just that. And as you said, you've got, you said, 100 dates this year alone? Yeah, um, we were the APA agency in Nashville. 
mm-hmm. and um, we just kind of put it out that uh, I'll be touring only for three or four more years, and I think maybe it's important if, if we're going to do enough live shows while I still feel like it, uh, this would be the time to get it. And yeah. my, my two boys are in college, one's at uh, TCU in Fort Worth, Texas, he's a Chancellor Scholar, musical composition major, and the older son... Uh, who's uh, 24, he's at Vanderbilt getting a PhD in cancer research. So until they both get out of college, um, it won't be that desire to have them over the house every week because they're really busy guys. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just go ahead and stay on the road. Kim will travel a lot with me, and and uh, we'll see a lot more of the country. From the Wednesday Y'all, and that is Lee Greenwood. He was on, and we encourage you to go to our y'all.com website and pull up the archives of the Y'all Show and hear that interview in its entirety. A fantastic conversation with Lee Greenwood. That wraps up this hour. Stay tuned. We've got a whole nother hour of our fun end of the week celebration of the Y'all Show, and we'll start it out with a salute to Texas and the Alamo. That's all ahead on this, the Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. After a pretty tough couple of days, coronavirus, tornadoes, and more, let's take a moment and have a good time and get this weekend going with David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart, that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery looking for some company. And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming it back and laughing out loud with the smoke so thick, the blues can't hang around. With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow, wherever I wake up I'll look back 
So take my keys and lock them up tight Let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like they just don't care If they're dancing over here Or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party Spring forward, spring forward, spring forward. <laughs> Looking for a party crowd. Slamming them back and laughing out loud. Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. We want you to hang around. It's the Y'all Show, y'all. Jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. I'm making their rounds. Looking for a party crowd. Let's all sing loud and proud, y'all. For a party crowd, slamming them back and laughing out loud. Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. Putting smiles on faces from Texas to Virginia, Missouri to Florida. This is the Y'all Show, and that was David Lee Murphy's mid-90s hit, Party Crowd, on MCA nashville well hello this is the y'all show and i'm john raw glad to serve as your moderator and your friend for one more hour here as we put a bow on another exciting week of this all dixie broadcast and we cover as we said all over the south from the lone star state to the commonwealth of virginia from the show me state to the sunshine state and every other state in between 16 great wonderful american states that we call dixie now one of those states is a little bit bigger than the others one of those states has an attitude a little bit different than the other and that state would be the great state of texas and hello all of you in the lone star state that listen to us all of you expatriates from texas living as i call it in exile maybe in a place like louisiana or oklahoma or for god's sakes a place like uh hawaii how awful would that be having to live in hawaii if you're from texas uh denote sarcasm please texans this has been a big week for you and here on the y'all show we're going to give texas a little little love uh we love all of our states here in the south but texas this was a big week for you and today is a big day for you in history let's first start with march 2nd i saw some things pop up on my social media platform about texas and it had a gigantic flag there it might have been out in austin at the state capitol somewhere i don't know where this was coming from because i'm not from texas and maybe you're not from texas but we know somebody who is and they usually are pretty proud of it earlier this week march 2nd it was i think this was monday it was texas independence day now, why would Texas have their own Independence Day? 
Well, it is in celebration of the adoption of the Texas Declaration of Independence on March 2nd, 1836. And this was a document signed by 59 delegates who were settlers in what was called Mexican Texas. And they officially declared independence from Mexico and created the Republic of Texas on March 2nd, 1836. And it looks a lot like our U.S. Declaration of Independence back in 1776, the Texas Independence Declaration. Now, you would think in Texas that this would be a state holiday. <laughs> However, an official state holiday where you have closed, it, it, it is not an official state holiday where you have all these offices closed in Texas, but it is in, it's considered a partial staffing holiday. State offices are required to be open on that day, but with reduced staffing. And so if you had business to take care of Texas and Texas, you were maybe in a little bit longer line Monday for Texas Independence Day, TID, T-I-D, Texas Independence Day. And something tells me they may have a push. No, I don't think they will. With Texas having so many people who've come up to that state in the last 50 years from across the border, primarily Mexico, but other Latin American countries. Something tells me that the people who aren't native Texans, the people who, well, I guess you could say most people aren't native Texans. The people who aren't uh, the, the, the settlers who were there, who created this Texas Declaration of Independence. If your heritage is from south of the Rio Grande, you're probably not a big fan of Texas Independence Day. That's just a wild guess. And you're probably not a fan of come and take it and San Jacinto and all the other aspects of Texas pride. That's just a guess. But it doesn't matter. As I said, in Texas, this was a partial staffing holiday Monday for Texas Independence Day. Now, today is a little bit more complicated in Texas history. Today, March 6th, marks the anniversary of the fall of the Alamo in San Antonio. March 6th. 1836 that's when the siege the 13 day siege ended and troops under president general antonio lopez de santa ana reclaimed the alamo mission in san antonio and a lot of the texian and immigrant occupiers killed in this and because of the cruelty of this battle this inspired texians to go up and fight even more a little bit later, on April 21st of 1836, the Battle of San Jacinto ended the rebellion against Mexico. And I believe that's when there was a peace and the Mexican army moved south of the Rio Grande. And that's essentially the border between what was then the Texas Republic and Mexico's kind of stayed that way all these years. The Battle of the Alamo in 1836 with people, at least on the Texian sides, like Colonel Travis, William Travis, James Bowie, and Tennessean Davy Crockett. And he's pretty much told everybody in Jackson, Tennessee, to heck with y'all, to hell with y'all. Thanks for what he said. I'm going to Texas. And he did that, and he lost his life here at the Alamo. As it's the numbers on the Alamo, the deaths from the Republic of Texas side, the numbers listed between 182 deaths to about 250. So 200, 250, the total number of those killed there after this siege came to an end. Now, on the Mexican Republic side, they had about 500 killed and wounded. 
and this was this was a major deal here as the Republic of Texas had its roots there in that early day of San Antonio and the Alamo mission. Well, this story about the Alamo has been portrayed in film and song. In fact, just the other day, go back to y'all.com. There was a new play that debuted in San Antonio this past weekend on Saturday. Remember is what it's called. And it debuted. We did a great interview recently on the y'all show with the writer of that play. And you can watch that. You can listen to it. Just go to y'all Google Alamo and remember, and you'll see that interview from about uh, two weeks ago. It's when we had that wonderful, wonderful conversation with the writer of Remember, a play about the Alamo. But on this day where the Alamo fell, it's bittersweet for Texans. Great pride for those people like the Crockett's and Bowie's and more that gave their life for Texas independence. But it was still a loss. But they got their revenge, like I said, in the Battle of San Jacinto only five weeks later there near Laporte, Texas, a win for the Republic of Texas. And they just put the hurting on there to the Mexican Republic. 11 killed for the Republic of Texas in that battle. 650 Mexicans killed in this battle of San Jacinto, a decisive battle of the Texas Revolution. As I said, going back to the Alamo, it's been remembered in songs and in, in films and more. And I'm going to take you back here today to a song called Remember the Alamo, as we remember that 1836 battle that ended on this day in that year of 1836. Texas folk singer-songwriter Jane Bowers wrote a song called Remember the Alamo, and this song's been covered by a bunch of people, including Tex Ritter, as he released the song on the B-side of Gunsmoke back in 1955. Members of the Western Writers of America have chosen Remember the Alamo as one of the top 100 Western songs of all time. So today on the Y'all Show, we're going to play a Western song for you, something we often don't do. The Kingston Trio recorded this song. Willie Nelson had a recording of it. Also, British singer-songwriter Donovan recorded Remember the Alamo and a whole bunch of other people, even Asleep at the Wheel, recorded this song. But we're going to go back to the early 1960s and hear from John R. Cash. Johnny Cash recorded Remember the Alamo with Tex Ritter's original lyrics. He also used a little bit different instrumentation from the Kingston Trio's version. He added a drum beat that you'll hear and really great backup vocals. The song is included on his 1963 Ring of Fire, the best of Johnny Cash album, which went to number one in the entire country. That album did. Again, this is from the early 60s johnny cash ring of our which let me brag on this album it this song this included on the ring of fire that was johnny cash's 16th album and it was put out by columbia records in 63 the listing of the song if you don't have a copy of this album you ought to as it has june carter and Merle kilgore's ring of fire as the number one song on the album and it's got a total of 12 tracks on ring of fire the album also on there, you've got 40 Shades of Green that Johnny wrote. And then you have the Rebel Johnny Yuma. Love that song. A song called Bonanza. This song here, Remember the Alamo, a big hit for Johnny. The Tennessee Flat Top Box is here, as well as a more gospel type song, Peace in the Valley. All as part of this 1963 album called Ring of Fire, the best of Johnny Cash. And there you have, as part of this mix on this album, Jane Bowers has written 
the remember the Alamo. And as we remember the Alamo here on today's Y'all Show, let's go back to that 1963 edition of the song that's recorded. And what a great recording it was by Johnny Cash. A hundred and eighty were challenged by Travis to die. By the line that he drew with his sword when the battle was nigh. Any man that will fight to the death, cross over, but if you want to live, you better fly. And over the line went a hundred and seventy-nine. song there from the 1963 ring of fire the best of johnny cash album or as we call it back in the day record and that again a song we're playing today because we are remembering the alamo alamo on this day back in 1836 that place there in san antonio it surrendered and we're remembering here all these years later when we come back on the y'all show we're going to shift over to hashtag hullabaloo we've got some wonderful stuff to pass along there some entertaining stuff including some timely stuff to do with the tennessee tornadoes all of that coming your way as well as at the end of this hour we'll take a look at the brand new movies hitting theaters this weekend and we'll let you know what's going on on the television this weekend from a sports perspective all that to come on the y'all show talk with a southern accent Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. <sighs> 
For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Y'all.com is our website, our telephone number, 803-816-1170. We welcome your input here on the show that covers everything Southern. And as we told you earlier, this is our 399th episode of the Y'all Show, which means join us Monday for the 400th episode celebration. We're going to have a jam-packed show. Jerry Short will be on. We also have a guy who's so, so talented. Rick Revel will be joining me. I've known Rick about 19 years, although it's been about 17 years since I've seen him in the flesh. (laughs) And he's going to be joining me as Rick is an author, an actor, a singer-songwriter. And he's going to be coming on and talking about his important role of portraying people like George Washington. And we just had a feature in the previous segment on the Alamo, people like David Crockett, as Rick Revel portrays these people throughout the Southeast. And he sings about these characters. And on Monday, he's going to be on here to tell us about that as well as talk about his new book that has to do with the Civil War. Rick Revel, our very special guest on our 400th celebration, our 400th episode of the show that's all about the South. But before we get to Monday, let's celebrate right now here on our end of the week fun. And we'll have what we call here hashtag hullabaloo, where social media delivers us some real goodies and oftentimes really entertaining, informative information and sometimes important stuff, stuff that really has a purpose, a purpose where some stuff, frankly, that has no purpose. This has a purpose, including our first thing that we're going to share courtesy of Twitter as someone i don't have a name here they put out here this is great good on you verizon this kind of randomly showed up in my twitter feed hashtag nashville tornadoes is what they put hashtag nashville and tennessee tornadoes and what they're referencing here verizon which oftentimes let's be honest most of us really don't like our cell phone companies even though we use them every day and we send them those hundred dollar checks every month sometimes more than a hundred dollars we, we have a love-hate relationship with our cell phone carriers, right? Well, maybe other ones do this, but Verizon, today's your lucky day. I'm going to brag on you. As this person pointed out, as they're a Verizon customer, they did a screenshot of a text they received there in Middle Tennessee from Verizon. And this text reads, Verizon MSG colon, Verizon message. We've got your back. We've got your usage. To help you during this challenging time, active customers in the affected areas will receive unlimited domestic talk, text, and data from March 4th until March 8th. For more details, visit vzw.com slash featured slash relief. So Verizon, helping out through the weekend at least, if you're a Middle Tennessean affected by the tornadoes, You're getting unlimited domestic talk, text, and data on your Verizon smartphone or iPad or whatever device you've got a plan with Verizon on. And as someone referenced here in the tweet, this is great. Good on you, Verizon. And something tells me if Verizon's done it, AT&T, if you haven't done it already, 
you better be jumping on board and maybe having a little bit longer period than what Verizon's offering for those affected in Tennessee this week with the tornadoes that have killed at least 25 people. Good on you, Verizon. Now, with weather on our mind, we have a tweet now from Water Source Plumbing at WS Plumbing on Twitter. What is Water Source Plumbing? A full-service plumbing service and repair company located in Allen Jackson's hometown of Noonan, Georgia, and they provide services to Coweta and Fayette County, Georgia. Water Source Plumbing. Well, Water Source Plumbing this week on Twitter They weren't channeling their native son, Alan Jackson. They were actually not doing a music promotion. They were doing a movie promotion here with the tweet they had out this week. As Water Source Plumbing put out a tweet, a fun tweet, with the description, Need an ark? I know a a guy. Yeah, they're having fun with the words there. That should be a song there. Need an ark? I know a a guy. As in Noah's ark. Instead of I know a guy, they put I know a, a guy. Well, this tweet doesn't just have that here from Water Source Plumbing. They put hashtag Noonan, hashtag plumber, hashtag no more rain. You think it's raining a lot in Coweta County, Georgia? Evidently so, according to Water Source Plumbing. And they're in the water business, although the more organized way of delivering water via pipes through their plumbing business. But what they do here in this tweet, not only do they put the fun tweet, need an art, question mark, I know a guy, They've got a clip from a movie that's included with this tweet. And the movie is Evan Almighty and the scene of people getting on the ark there with Evan Almighty or Noah or however. It's been a long... This movie, by the way, with Steve Carell came out in 2007. I think Morgan Freeman was in there too as God. I think I, I think that was the movie Morgan Freeman starred as God in. And hard to believe that movie is now 13 years old. It was a huge movie at the box office when it came out. By the way, later this hour, we'll tell you about the movies that are hitting box offices for the first time this weekend as part of our getting the weekend ready, giving you some maybe some plans, a date night for the weekend. We've got the suggestion for movies a little bit later this hour on today's Y'all Show. But thank you again to Water Source Plumbing out of Coweta County in Fayette County, Georgia, also known as Noonan, and their fun reaction to all the rain that's been going on at least in that part of georgia there along the alabama line william brent is on twitter at brent p 56 and old william brent he's a sports fan because in his twitter profile here's the teams that he's got listed okay and it's a variety some of these have i'm trying to figure out the logic of why he would be a fan of some of these teams okay william brent as part of his profile he's got Washington Redskins, Auburn Tigers, Chicago Cubs, Nashville Predators, Chicago Bulls. And then he's got hashtag fly the W, hashtag HTTR. Now you got to be a real sports fan to decipher those hashtags. All right, William Brent, luckily for you, I'm a sports fan. Sort of. I'm a sports fan, and I like sports, but I try to not watch it any more than I have to because it's just, me and sports, maybe not for you, William, although I'm trying to come up with some of these teams you got listed here. Redskins, heartbreak for the last 25 years. Auburn Tigers won the Iron Bowl this year, but they've kind of been 
forgotten about from a national championship scene for the last 10 years. Yes, I know Auburn won in 2010, but Auburn, it's, 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 that's pretty good. It's a lot better than the Redskins these days, to your credit. Chicago Cubs, okay, they won one World Series in hundred in 500 years, okay? And, but they did win one. They won just a few years ago, to their credit. So the Cubbies, a lot of people in the South love Chicago, the Northsiders. And so that's better than the Redskins. Nashville Predators, they blew their Stanley Cup chance in the one chance they had about three years ago. The Preds, but maybe you live in Nashville, and I'm, I'm not going to fault you for that. And then your other team you've got listed here, the Chicago Bulls. Seriously? Chicago, which has been off the map. I didn't even know they still had an NBA franchise in the Windy City after Mr. Jordan left there back in the late 90s, I think, after his baseball stint. And uh, those are your favorite teams, William Brent. Now, William Brent this week. Oh, by the way, I got to get back to his hashtags. So I told you the teams evidently he likes. He likes them well enough that he's promoting them right there in his profile. But he's got the hashtags HTTR and fly the W. Let's start off with HTTR. And you got to really know football to understand what the heck that means. All right. Because he's a Washington Redskins fan, that is their motto. That's their fight song. In fact, to the Redskins credit, the Skins and the nearby Baltimore Ravens are the only two NFL franchises that actually have in the stands, a marching band. And they've got their own fight songs. And the Washington Redskins fight song is Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. And I need to pull up this word because it's been about 35 years since I've heard it because I'm not a Redskins fan, although I do like their new coach, Ron Rivera. And I think he's going to do a lot better job than anybody's done there in our nation's capital in a long time but yeah hell to the redskins the fight song for the skins and it came out for the first time it was performed in 1938 all right here we go and i may be off on some of the way the lyrics go with the music so redskin fans we're giving you a lot of love here for the what are they the maroon and gold the the actual colors whenever the skins remember they started out in boston and moved to washington dc in 1937 but a long history of the NFL in the nation's capital. The fight song lyrics for Hell to the Redskins, Hell to the Redskins, Hell victory. Braves on the warpath, fight for old D.C. And here's where I've never heard the rest of this. Run or pass and score, we want a lot more. Beat them, swamp them, touchdown, let the point soar. Fight on, fight on till you have won. Sons of Washington, rah, rah, rah. Hail to the Redskins. Hail victory. Braves on the warpath. Fight for old D.C. Ooh, I'm sitting here looking up the history of this song, Hail to the Redskins. And do you know what? They got politically correct there in Washington with this song. Way back in the early 60s, I think it was. Okay. The song, the original first stanza, is often mistakenly thought to have ended with the line, fight 
for old Dixie. But in fact, this line was only used between 59 and 61. <laughs> As remember, Dixie and the South, the Redskins were the South's closest team in the early days of the National Football League. There were no teams south of Washington, D.C. So there's a lot of old school football fans in places like Virginia, the Carolinas, and more that remember the Redskins as sort of the South's team. As they're only, they were the only team south of the Mason-Dixon line. Other than in 1952, Dallas had a team for one year. And then the NFL ended up coming back to the Dallas area with the Dallas Cowboys. But yeah, they actually maybe not officially changed the lyrics there. Instead of fight for old D.C., fight for old Dixie right there in Washington, D.C. for the Redskins. All right, enough Redskins talk. Let's talk about the other hashtag coming off this hashtag hullabaloo fun and this fan here of all these various sports teams as he doesn't just like the Redskins. He also has fly the W. And I saw that W not fly this past summer when I was at Chicago at Wrigley Field and I saw the Cubs lose to the Cincinnati Reds. And guess what? They fly an L flag when they lose there in the outfield. And the Cubs, yes, a great tradition there of flying the W flag with every Cubs victory at the ballpark. I don't know if they do it at road games or not, but I know at home games. And to the Cubbies fans' credit, they have an awesome tradition. I don't like the Cubs, but you got to admit, Chicago may have the best traditions in all of Major League Baseball. And one of the cool things I've seen in the two games I've been to at Wrigley Field is people bring their own W flags to the games. But the most amazing thing about those W flags that fans bring in, the replicas of what actually flies there at Wrigley, you don't see anybody's W flag until like the last outs made in the ninth inning. And then they all kind of hold them up as the W flags raise there at that historic ballpark on the north side of Chicago. And it's, it's a really neat thing and great concealment there by the fans of Chicago to pull that off right there in that wonderful neighborhood. Uh, Wrigleyville is what they call it. And I'm trying to think. Wrigleyville, Chicago, Wrigleyville. What is the name of that street it's on? I should know it because a lot of you Cubs fans are like thinking, what an idiot. Oh, Addison Street, yes. Wrigley Field, it's at the corner of Addison, and I just know the the train system there stops right by the ballpark, and it's really a neat thing. If you have a chance here, and, and we love our Southerners staying here in Dixie and not going to places like Chicago if you get a chance, but if you have a chance, it's not that expensive to do, you ought to try to go to Chicago for a Cubs game and maybe even work in a White Sox game like I did last spring it cost me a couple hundred dollars i drove there you don't have to fly a lot of you might want to fly up to chicago but for less than a couple hundred dollars you and your loved ones and i mean that in a plural way can go to a place like chicago and have a little bit of baseball have some good food and in all parts of the south you can get there for again five hundred dollars or less and some of you who want to fly there Okay, $1,000 or less, you can go have an incredible two- to three-day experience in this pretty big city. And I know we love our South. We want to go to the South as much as possible. But go there if you can, and maybe if you go there and your timing's right, you can see both the National League Cubs in action and the American League 
White Sox, the Sacks, the Southsiders, which I like their ballpark there. It's not as historic as Wrigley Field. Guarantee rate field, I think is what it's called. But they sure treat you good there at the White Sox Stadium. And the Cubs fans, well, your seats are a little bit more narrow. And if you can, to the Cubs fans' credit, on Sunday is when I went to their game. And on Sundays at home games, they let the kiddies run around. If you've got a youngster, they get to run around the bases there at this Major League Stadium. I'm sure other teams do it, but I know the Cubs do it on that Sunday, beautiful Sunday afternoon type game. And I also saw some of the Cubs players having their own kids run around the bases. And that was a really nice thing there to that team's credit. Now, getting away from Chicago, uh, I'm, I'm sorry I got carried away talking about the Cubs, who I can't stand. And you know why I don't like the Cubs? Because their fans drive me crazy. They're fans here in the South. They brag about the Cubs all the freaking time. I've already gotten three texts about Cubs spring training games, and I don't even like them. Oh, this is our year. We're going to do it. We're going to win. We're going to go. Okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. Uh, get back to me in November. William Brent doesn't just like the Redskins and the Chicago Cubs. He's also talking here this week about the Nashville teams, okay? And William Brent, although he only has one of these two teams listed as in his profile as teams he likes, the Nashville Predators, he writes on Twitter this week, if you told me back in 1994 that Nashville would have an NHL team, the Preds, and an MLS team, everyone in, as in the Nashville Football Club, I think is what they're called, it it's amazing how the NHL and Major League Soccer have come south, just saying. And true to form, about two weeks ago, I think it was, Nashville there at Nissan Stadium rolled out the latest MLS franchise, which is in Nashville. Nashville SC. It's either FC or FC. SC or FC. See, this is why I don't like soccer, and I certainly don't like Major League Soccer, because they could have a creative nickname if they wanted to, but no, they're going to go with this FC or SC or whatever it is. But they got a lot of fans already trying to kind of mimic what Georgia's Atlanta United started about three years ago. The United started putting sellout crowds first at Georgia Tech's football stadium, and then they went over to the amazing Mercedes-Benz Stadium and Arthur Blank, what he did there for the Falcons and this MLS franchise. And in fact, in their first year there at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the Atlanta United won the MLS title for that year. And so perhaps Nashville's new MLS franchise might have a little bit of the same kind of luck. Well, one other person responded back to the fact that William Brent bragging on the fact that Music City USA has an NHL team that's been there since the mid-90s in the Predators and this MLS team, the startup team. And AL West Coast writes as a response back to William Brent, the city is head over heels over both franchises, changing the landscape of sports in the USA. Hashtag the South. Well, I can't prove that Nashville's head over heels over both franchises. The soccer thing still got a ways to go. But to Nashville's credit, in a city that's got a lot of a lot of publicity this week for the wrong reasons, as this tornado started just to the north of downtown, and a lot of attention on Nashville for non-sports-related reasons here this week. Don't forget about those Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, which played in the AFC Championship game this year, and of course the Titans have more fans than either one of the Predators or the new soccer team have, 
all across the state. And the Titans are their motto, tighten up, baby. The baby, not part of that. But yeah, Tennessee, Nashville specifically, you got a lot of stuff going your way right now. And of course, you don't have an NBA franchise that would be over there in Shelby County, the Memphis Grizzlies, who look like they're going to be able to keep winning a little bit more with John Morant there and get the Grizz to the NBA playoffs if things continue on the trend that they're going there for the Grizz. Good times for Nashville, good times for Tennessee sports. Even the Tennessee Volunteers football team came back to life in 2019, so to speak. So sports going good there in in Tennessee and Nashville. All right, lastly here on today's Y'all Show, let's get into a little political stuff here. Courtesy of Dr. Geo Fry, G-E-O Fry, maybe his name's George, maybe his name's Geo, Dr. Geo Fry at Dr. underscore Geo Fry. And he writes on Twitter this week, Ever wonder why everybody is so scared of Bernie Sanders? Could it be establishment Democrats are just as conservative as Republicans? Hashtag Joe Biden when in the South means nothing. He can't carry the South and he can't beat Trump in a debate. We don't need a brain dead centrist. That from Dr. Geo Fry I'm trying to kind of understand what a, a little bit of what he's saying. He's right on one thing. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be right on this bold prediction that President Trump's going to carry every single southern state with Florida being a little bit closer than comfort. Virginia, I think he's going to get Virginia back if I had to go ahead and guess. If not, he can lose Virginia and still win these other states like the Pennsylvanias and Michigans of the world. And he had a huge lead in Wisconsin not long ago in some of the polling. I know we're a long way from November. But with Joe Biden winning the South Carolina primary and then dominating the South on Super Tuesday, winning every single one of the seven states, plus a couple of other states like Minnesota, he's all of a sudden now the almost, I won't give him the title front runner, but he's right on the way to being the front runner for the Democratic Party and their presidential candidate for 2020. And Dr. Geo Fry says he's wondering why people are scared of Bernie Sanders. It sounds like he knows that Bernie can win states in the West and to the North, that President Trump, if up against Bernie Sanders on the ballot, the Bernie Nader might come out on top, and therefore Senator Sanders would emerge as the champion of the presidential race this year. Those just the opinions of this doctor, Dr. Geo Fry, who must be a Bernie bro if I if I had to take a guess. But my guess, again, the South's going to stay red. Even Florida, if I had to take a guess, even Texas and North Carolina can pull out another Republican victory for President Trump. The question comes down to Virginia. And between now and November, if Joe Biden is the nominee, ain't no telling what's going to happen with him. Ain't no telling what's going to happen with Donald Trump. But if you had to flip a coin, I'd say it probably going to be Red, the South, at least red, the question comes into the industrial Midwest and if those states stay red or go blue. And that's why we've got November to find out. That concludes our hashtag hullabaloo. Talking about sports and politics here and also some good with Verizon helping out the customers they have there in Middleton. So y'all kind of covering it all, y'all. We've got a break here to get to. After this, we'll wrap up our show today with a look at the new movies, plus some NASCAR and XFL notes to pass along as the Y'all Show concludes another fun week. 
Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Final segment of our Y'all Show for the week, and let's take a quick look at some of the movies that are hitting theaters this weekend. Chris Pratt and Julia Louis-Dreyfus star in Onward. This is an animation adventure film hitting theaters this weekend. Also out this weekend, Ben Affleck stars in The Way Back. Jack Cunningham was a high school basketball phenom who walked away from the game forfeiting his future. Years later, when he reluctantly accepts a coaching job at his alma mater, he may get one last shot at redemption. The Way Back, and this again with Ben Affleck in the starring role. First Cow is out this weekend. This is a drama, and it's got Orin Lee as one of the stars of this movie hitting theaters this weekend also out the burnt orange hearsay and that's hitting theaters this weekend donald sutherland mick jagger in this one and i didn't say hearsay it's the burnt orange hearsay and i looked this word up hearsay is a noun and it means a belief or opinion contrary to orthodox religious doctrine especially christianity that the word there big word here not hearsay but hearsay so don't think that your eyes are failing you if you see and hear this word pronounced a little bit differently. Mississippi native Parker Posey is among the stars, along with Gay Talese and The Booksellers. This is a documentary, a behind-the-scenes look at the New York rare book world out this weekend, The Booksellers. Also out this weekend, Sometimes, Always, Never, a Carl Hunter-directed comedy drama. And Alice Lowe, Sam Riley among the stars and that film here this weekend to the world of golf and the arnie is going on in orlando this weekend at bay hill the arnold palmer invitational presented by mastercard the defending champion that francesco molinari out of italy again bay hill club and lodge the host site for this great tournament as the beautiful arnold palmer umbrella will be on full display here this weekend in central florida to nascar this weekend they're racing in phoenix it's the nascar cup series at ism speedway ism speedway i think is how they pronounce it there in the desert this race is going to be on fox starting at 3 30 eastern 2 30 central on sunday and now to xfl news don't forget if you live in south carolina specifically in the low country and you want to see the xfl you got a long way to go. The closest franchise to South Carolina would likely be Tampa Bay, the Vipers. If you don't want to go to Tampa Bay and see them, then go to 
the campus of the Citadel in Charleston because this weekend the Bulldogs have their spring game. It starts at high noon Saturday, and Coach Brent Thompson, I've heard him interviewed about this. He's going to have XFL rules during this FCS college football team's spring game this weekend, and that ought to be a lot of fun. Now, I found out one reason he's doing this probably is because the Citadel is currently redoing their football stadium and putting in artificial turf for the very first time. And so they've moved the spring game from the normal football stadium that seats around 15,000 to on campus where they have not a football field, but a parade ground because it's a military school. They have parades every Friday. Yours truly participated in a couple hundred of them back in the day. And so for the first time, at least in modern history, the spring game right there in the middle of the campus with essentially you come out there with your lawn chair. You don't have stands to climb up and watch a football game. It ought to make for a great scene because it's an awesome campus. It's all white buildings. It looks like something out of Greece, and it's going to be really cool. Now, because of this being on a parade ground and not a football field, I don't think they're going to have field goals, uprights there, and therefore there's no need to have a kicker. So that might be one of the reasons Coach Thompson's having an XFL-type spring game. Now, back to the XFL news, and former Oklahoma quarterback Landry Jones out of the XFL is going to at least miss at least two weeks after he re-injured his knee, and he did this Sunday in the game that the Renegades had against the Houston Roughnecks. According to the Dallas Renegades, he went under, underwent an MRI earlier this week, the results of which showed an aggravation of an injury he first suffered on the opening day of XFL training camp back in January. But again, Landry Jones who plays for Coach Stoops there for the Dallas Renegades. He's not going to be playing this weekend. Now, what's on the schedule for XFL football here as we hit the fifth weekend of this season? Houston's going to host the Seattle Dragons. Houston's still the cream of the crop of this league, and ABC will be broadcasting this game early on Saturday afternoon. The other game on Saturday features those Dallas Renegades with their backup quarterback in a role there at Globe Life Park in Arlington. The Renegades and the New York Guardians will have a game broadcast on the Fox Network, and that's going to be the late afternoon game after, late afternoon game Saturday. On Sunday, the St. Louis Battlehawks, who've come back to life, they're going to be tra- traveling to our nation's capital. Audi Field hosts the Battlehawks and the D.C. Defenders. And then the last game of the weekend is Sunday evening. ESPN's got this one, the Tampa Bay Vipers, which picked up, I think, their first win last week. The Vipers hope to keep the momentum going. They're going to go all the way out to Dignity Health Sports Park, the old Chargers home in L.A., specifically Carson and the LA Wildcats and the Vipers get together for an ESPN broadcast on Sunday evening. And that's your fifth week of XFL football. Well, that's also your final week of the final show of y'all for the 300s. This was our 399th episode. Join us on Monday. It's episode number 400. We're going to have a great time. Rick Revel will be on Jerry short and we'll look back at the weekend and more until that time from Dixie with love is going to get us out of here and get us ready for that 400th episode Y'all have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you after the weekend is over. Yeehaw!
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.